Please open your Bibles with me to Psalm 121. It is my goal and intention this morning to lift high our King of Heaven and to excite and kindle a fire in each side of us as we think about how great a God we get to serve. Please follow along with me as I read Psalm 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Jumping right in to verse 1, the psalmist says he is looking to, to the hills for where his help will come. Yes. In any sort of conflict, the higher ground will always present an advantage. And our Lord always has the advantage. Amen. Two thoughts should come to mind when you read the word hills. The first one can be that the psalmist was looking to Mount Zion, for that is where the Lord dwelt. Psalm 76, 2 says, And Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. And and as such, that is where the psalmist was looking for his help. The second thought, and whenever I think of this verse, I think of the servant in Elisha in the story from 2 Kings chapter 6. The king of Syria had come and gathered around the city of Dothan where Elisha was. And we can pick up in verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth... Behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like you're in trouble? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw... And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Through the eyes of faith, we need to remember that the Lord is always round about us to deliver us when we need him. Moving on to verse 2. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. What a short verse. But how much is in this verse? The Jehovah of the Bible who created heaven and earth in six days is the one that's going to help you. Yes. The phrase, the Lord, which or who made heaven and earth, is in the Psalms a number of times. I counted at least five using that terminology. Do you think the Lord was using filler words? Or does he want you to think about the creation when you're in trouble? The five references that I looked up always use the term in association with the Lord blessing or protecting his people. We are supposed to consider the creation when we're in trouble. If you need a mighty hand... Think about a sun 93 million miles away that you can't even stare directly into. Or if you go outside, in my case, in about five minutes, I'll be red as a lobster. Or if you need something a little more delicate, think of a rose or flower that is soft to the touch and beautiful to look upon. Whatever your situation, the Lord can and will deliver you because he has done all that. And he reminds us and tells us to think about the creation and his form and the way he will deliver us. This psalm could have ended right there after two verses. That's enough. The Lord is good. But as always, 
The Lord is above and beyond what we can imagine. So he gives us six more verses of his blessings. Verses 3 and 4. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The first part of this verse will go to remind you that even though you may be scared of trouble, the Lord is a good enough protector that nothing can even move you, let alone destroy you. He can protect you from things even coming close enough to knock you off your ground. That's how good of a protector he is. If we think of the last part of verse 3 and verse 4, they talk about the Lord's availability to us and how often he needs to rest. We know the answer to that question is never. He never slumbers or sleeps. He is always there. We don't have a God that we have to wait for. We don't have a priest that we have to wait to go to confessional when he has time or availability. He is always there. He never needs a break. Thinking about this story brings to mind the story of the prophets of Baal in 1 Kings 18, where Elijah challenged them to find out who was the true God. And when they had their contest, Elijah mocked them and said, maybe your God's on a journey, or maybe he's sleeping. Thanks be to God, we don't have one that sleeps. We have one that is always there and able to deliver us. But there is more to this verse than just that. Not only does he never slumber or sleep, he tells us that we can sleep. He gives us his beloved sleep. Psalm 127.2, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Or Psalm 3.5, one of my favorites says, I laid me down and slept. I awaked for the Lord sustained me. He wants us to rest because he is going to be vigilant at all times to completely help, help us as we are helpless when we are asleep. Yes, amen. Verses 5 and 6. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. This same Lord, who is the creator of all things, has chosen to be your protector. He didn't need to. It was in his good pleasure of his will to want to come down and be your keeper. And he makes himself available to us as his children, and he will keep us safe. Shade and protection, we may not appreciate the way that David and those in the Middle East need to because sun and the temperatures there could could get very hot and cause damages if not properly shaded. This little term is just another way of showing the Lord protecting and blessing his people. Right. He will shade them and give them comfort. Yes. It's something so small, but in, in, in a one way it is very good that he is that kind that he can yes. protect us from anything. And also it says, he is thy shade upon thy right hand. He's not just an average protector. He's not just a weak one. The term right hand in the Bible is used to be the strong or the leading hand. Yes. Right. He is a strong and powerful shade to protect us from all that is oppressive. When I look at verse 6, I think of it in two different ways. The first is that the Lord will protect at all times, day or night. It does not matter if it's night or day. He is there. It is easier to get scared at night. There are things that are many more unknowns. It's harder to see, and that's when more times than not, evil takes place. And even our friends can't help us at night as well. But the Lord can. It makes no difference to him. But I thought about another way to look at this verse. And that is to think that the creator of the sun and the moon is your help. They only do his bidding. He can control both. Think Think with me of the story of Hezekiah. When the Lord wanted to give him 15 more years and Hezekiah wanted a sign, 
the Lord said, I'm going to send the sun back. And he got to watch as the sundial returned 10 degrees. Amen. If the Lord can control the sun that way, can he help us with our tiny matters? Amen. Verse 7. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. To this point in the psalm, it has been mainly speaking about physical protection. And the first part of this verse is the same. And we'll go to Psalm 91, verses 5 through 7. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. That pretty much covers just about all kinds of physical trouble that you can imagine. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Amen. What more could you ask for from the Lord to protect us? But he says more. He shall preserve thy soul. Even more importantly, he is there to protect our soul and spirit. Satan and this world are trying to use a new tactic, and that is to get us to be discontent and unhappy with our lives and to drag us down to hell. But he says he shall preserve thy soul. The same Lord who has all that power can protect us in that way as well. Finally, verse 8, The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, and even forevermore. Amen. This verse is essentially a recap of the entire psalm. All the activities and happenings of your life are protected and blessed by our Almighty God yes. who created heaven and earth. Yes. The only way to live a victorious, God-honoring life is to put your trust fully in Him. Right. For He will truly bless all your happenings. Yes. We should be the boldest, most confident people in yes. all the earth. Christians should not be hesitant if they are living properly. The Lord, should give a, the Lord will give us boldness yeah. if we have no sin in our life, and He will protect us. We should walk around and people should see the confidence we have in all things. We shouldn't be worried about anything because the Lord is in control. Yes. Right. This verse ends with, and even forevermore, meaning that the Lord blesses and protects far beyond our 70 years in this life. Yes. He's going to protect us when we face that veil of death, and He's right. going to give us eternity to be with Him. Right. He promises this in His Scriptures, and He will fulfill those promises let us trust him for all things knowing that he has all the power to protect us and our worrying can't do anything we need to pray to him let us live confident lives knowing that he only wants what is best for us as a good father Amen. Amen. Amen.